0: All right, here we go. Podcasts in three, two, one. Hey, what's happening, everyone? It's Justin Stapleton. You are back with us here on the soon to be named podcast. That's right. We are back. And in fact, it is springtime. Springtime around here in Houston generally means heat. And if it's going to be hot, then well, what do you need? You need a cold beverage, don't you? Right? Everybody needs a cold beverage. Why not start off a cold beverage uh, as we head into an amazing event uh, coming up in the next couple of days it is called the Wild West Brewfest. Haven't heard of it? Well, guess what? You're about to now. I am joined by two gentlemen from the Rotary Club of Great City of Katy, Texas. I'm here with David Lush and Chris Garcia, two gentlemen that have been instrumental in putting together this amazing event. We're going to tell you more about that and we're also going to talk about craft beer, not only what you could find there but all across the greater city of Houston. There is so much good beer in this city, that a lot of people don't know about, and we're going to tell you about some of that now. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thank
1: you, Justin, for having us. Yes, thank you so much. Absolutely.
0: All right, so let's start with what we've got coming up in the next couple of days. Y'all have been super busy. Super we've busy. We've got what's called the Wild West Brew Fest. And this is one of those events that, if you, you know, we all know about Brew Fest, they have a bunch in town. They've got them wherever, you know, if you're listening to us outside of the city of Houston or Texas here, you probably have them in your uh, backyard as well this one is a little special though it is so it is. tell me about it David
1: so Justin we uh, we started this event uh, this will be our seventh year and uh, we started uh, in a little shopping center in Katy Texas called the villaggio and we had about 1700 people about seven years ago and we really wanted to give back to the community but we didn't have a vehicle to do that so what we did was is that uh, we started this brew fest in order to give back we had no idea whether it would work or not. We were just a bunch of guys working for the day, like you. And we said, "Hey, look, let's get together and throw a big party." And uh, so we got together, had this party at the Bellagio. The first year, we had 1,700 people come. We raised about seventeen thousand dollars. And we looked at each other and went, kind of like we're looking at each other now, and going, "Wow, how this, that happened! That how that yeah. happened! Man, where this is awesome!" So from that point forward we the Brewfest was born and uh from there we went to year 2, year 3 and now we're on year 7 and every year we give back 100% of the net proceeds we pay all of our bills the main thing that I want everyone to know is that we don't take a fee for this event. So we're all working people. We, we do this out of love, and we do this because of out of passion to give back. So consequently, over the six-year period, coming up on seven years, we've given back over 600000 to various charities around not only Katy but Houston, all the way to you know uh, Nicaragua, and a lot of things that we do. And we primarily support kids, kids that need the help.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something. And Chris, you've been involved in this for a while now as well, you know, one, we're the three of us, you know, disclaimer here, the three of us are all beer aficionados, yes. which is kind of how we connect yes. with this anyway. But it's more than just that, you know, Chris, as a, as a Rotarian, and I, for folks that don't know what Rotary Club is or what, what they do, that's a very large part of this as well.
2: Absolutely. Rotary in general is a service organization. Um, so we're always looking for ways to give back to our community And uh, as David said, it was just an idea, um, a vehicle to drive some money into the club and and turn around and give back. Uh, I was fortunate to jump in year four when we moved out to Katie Mills Mall, where we are today. Um, And, you know, David said we started with 1,700 people, and we only had about 40,000 square feet of space over there. Um, Now we're looking at over 140,000 square feet of space over at Katie Mills Mall. Um, So it just really allowed us to grow. Um, and then with a great partnership of not only sponsors, but people like yourself, people who understand what we're doing with this. We're not, like David said, we're not taking any money. Um, we're just raising funds, turning around and, and giving, giving all, all that away. Um, just recently, I was able to be on one of the teams that went out and we, we purchased 21 animals at the KDISD FFA auction, turn around, process that meat. And then uh, I got to go out to Belleville, pick up over 3,400 pounds of meat um, and then we gave that to Katie Christian Ministries, um, Hope Impacts, and then uh, probably my favorite which was a great um, experience was going out to Camp Hope, the Camp PTSD Hope. Mm-hmm. Foundation of America, yeah. and uh, getting out there and seeing all those guys come out, and literally we had probably at least 30 people lined up, man to man, and uh, pulling out over 1,500 pounds of meat to put in their center, and they were so grateful. That, I mean, the gratitude was was amazing. Sure.
0: Well, and I think that's, you know, that's that's part of what this is. And, and for people that, if you've never been to one of these brew fests, in particular, the Wild West Brew Fest, which is coming up this Saturday, by the way. Let's get that out of the way before yes, we sir. forget people. When is it? When is it? Stapleton, when is it? This Saturday, all day, starts at?
1: VIP opens at 2 o'clock. 10. General admissions opens at 9. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, at, two, at 3, and it closes at 9. Right.
0: So we're all set all day. We'll talk about the forecast for that in a bit as well they will get in trouble for it. Either way, though, uh, the the neat part about all of that is is that you're providing an opportunity for people to do something that they enjoy or something they've never tried before. Absolutely. And it's not just a, as you said, a money grab. And, and right. we've had this conversation, you know, off off of the podcast here that that's not always the case with other brewfests. fests. Right. You know? And obviously, we don't want to single any of them out. Right. But it helps to kind of differentiate to say. Look, while you're out there having a good time, the money that you're giving to this is going right back to the community. Correct.
1: I've had a lot of emails this this week, as of recently as today and yesterday, and asking about you know the the forecast for Saturday. And I I end the emails by saying Hi, I really appreciate you guys coming. And nine times out of ten, Justin, they email me back and go, "Hey, I'm coming no matter what," because Absolutely. I know you guys are doing a good thing, and that really makes me as the organizer and the Rotarian and the club. Feel really good about what we're doing because at the end of the day the patrons are coming obviously we have, we're gonna have some great beer out there but they're coming because they know we're giving back
0: yeah so let's talk about the beer out oh, there first I, that's, let's that's do great that. how say much say time we, do we have we <laughs> got plenty of, it's a podcast we've got plenty of time so uh you know and, and let's parlay that into what i think is quickly becoming a player and what i'm talking about is the greater houston area here starting to become a player in the craft brew mm-hmm. industry across the country I, I came from eugene oregon before i moved here out in the pacific northwest which is you know been legendary for years big you beers, guys, right? big big beers. Beer. you uh-huh. have some of the oldest ones the sierra uh-huh. nevadas yep. the pioneers that started all this uh-huh. the pioneer here across the greater houston area of course is our friend brock and saint so, arnold yes sir which well, are coming to the event which are coming to the event since that time, and David, you've been here a long, long, time, time. long time, long time, you know, give a sense of what you've seen just let's go in the past 10 years of what well, it's ten, looked yeah, like.
1: Yeah, 10 years. I mean, 10 years ago, craft beer in Houston, the scene was basically non-existent. Um, I mean, there was a few craft brews, but I mean, there was no real deal. I think personally the craft beer scene in Houston over the last really since Brewfest but let's just say over the last eight years eight to nine years at the very outside has really significantly increased not only because of the people coming into Houston and wanting a more localized deal but they're really trying you have a lot of like Rice University take St. Arnold's as an example you have a lot of people that are graduating They're from chemistry that are chemists that really enjoy home brewing and Uh, Razul our friend over at Buffalo Bayou as an example you know they go in they look at it they go hey look I'm not really sure if I really want to do what I majored in but I want to brew beer so they've they've understood and and grasped the concept of making a good product and I think Houstonians in general and that includes Katy Woodlands Sugarland, you know Galveston all those guys Galveston Brew as an example Mm -hmm. all those guys really have been terrific in promoting their product but better in actually making a better product so to answer your question over the last eight years i think the craft brew scene has significantly grown and certainly from say um 2013 12 14 15 and 16 I think it really exploded
2: yeah you know what's interesting is, is a, a lot of these places you don't have to have a big fancy brick and mortar yeah. you know building you know they're an old abandoned warehouse and yeah. you throw some picnic tables up yep. put a playground set and now you've got a uh, a great craft you know, brewery hangout. that's right for yeah. the whole family yeah
0: yeah and I feel like that's that's something that a lot of the craft beer industry is understanding is what people are looking for. Right. They're not necessarily looking for big and shiny and whatnot. They're looking for a comfortable place where they can bring the Hang family, out. the dog, the kids, yeah. and just have good beer. Chris, you're a lifelong resident of Katy, Texas. I am. Uh, one of the, uh, in my opinion, best breweries here around the greater area here is No Label Brewery out in Katy. Talk about what that means to have that, not only just as a player in the craft beer industry but but sort of as a signature of of Katie you know uh, Brian and Jen Royo the owners and and starters and founders are both Katie residents as well that it is Katie when you think about that that's the connection to make
2: yeah and they're they're very good friends of of our event um, big partners of, of Wild West Brew Fest so we appreciate everything they do um, But they've grown a lot you know they were in an old abandoned rice uh, warehouse um, before and they've moved over just across the street to where they are now, and uh, they understand um, their clientele. So within the last few years, they put in a playground for family. Uh, in the summertime, they put out a sprinkler for the kids. Uh, you know they're dog friendly, and their atmosphere—it's just just laid back, music outside. So you can go on an evening after work, hit up there about six o'clock, and and they're always going to have a food truck. Um, you know it's just a it's a destination. It really is when you don't want to go. And uh, so for, I've got three young kids. I go to a restaurant, my kids are tied to a table. <laughs> right, um, right. But I can go to a local brewery, and we can sit at a picnic table, they can run around and play, um, and we can just have a good time. We can you know, bring our own snacks if we want to. I don't mm-hmm. have to buy the food there, um, but they always have good food trucks there. Um, so it's, it's really a destination for, for anyone, whether you wanna have a work outing there, um, you wanna um, you know, go with the family, and it's funny, so many of these breweries, they also have different things. It might be yoga and hops that you see yeah. on an evening right. yeah, they or, have um, yeah. you know, or the bingo uh, game nights yeah. and, right. um, you know, so it's right. – it's It's a good
0: time. But I feel like that's where a lot of the trend has been going, at least in the last five years since I've been here as well, is to make them more neighborhood hangouts so that you can have a wide spectrum of folks. You can have your hardcore uh, craft beer folks Mm -hmm. that want to try some of the new blends. You know, you mentioned Buffalo Bayou Brew Company, one of the ones in town here. If you're not familiar with them, uh, they're sort of like the mad alchemists of craft beer in Houston. They will put things together that you'll go, there's no way this works, and it ends up working.
1: You know what Razul's favorite thing is when you go visit him at Buffalo Bayou, the first question he asks you if you're a newbie is, is that what's your favorite ice cream? Yeah. What do you like? Do you like coffee? Do you like pecans? Do you like pecans? Whatever. And then he's got a beer to kind of match up with that. So yeah. that's kind of cool.
0: It really is yeah. go,
1: going back to no label, what's interesting also, Justin is is that you're seeing a lot of these breweries like no label, for instance, go to what's called a brew pub. yeah so therefore now Chris and his sons or his wife or all all, all of them, all five of them can go and he can now walk away with a six pack of perpetual piece or or whatever. and it's really a cool a cool thing to do and, and in addition to that, a lot of these brew pubs now that are popping up, have other taps so for example they have southern star they might have buffalo they might have st arnold's they might have all this so when you go to a no label or buffalo or whoever if mm-hmm. they're a brew pub you can try a different varieties of beer all around houston
2: and then if you like it walk away with some. it's kind of cool it's very cool it's, it's kind of neat to see that all these breweries there you know they're all friends they're not necessarily yeah. i mean obviously they're competing against each other but they're also friends so you can go into one to go into no label and they have st arnold's um so you can try that if you if you want. Know, especially yeah. with, let's be honest, a lot of Katy people don't leave Katy, yeah. so they don't know the breweries that are inside the loop. Right. Um, so it gives them an opportunity to experience something different and say, hey, you know what, yeah. next Saturday, yeah, let's, let's go. Let's out go there. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, and I
0: think that's that. Let's tie this back in with the Brewfest—an mm-hmm. opportunity for people to be able to do that, to taste, try beers, places not only just here, but from San Antonio, from Absolutely. Austin. You know, the plethora of craft breweries that you have, Goliad, for example, right. which is way out there, a lot of Avery in Boulder, Avery, Colorado, and Boulder, Stone Colorado. out of Col-
1: uh, California. Sure. I mean, right. we have tons of stuff. People, we have over 140 brewers that are coming. Yeah. So obviously, all the ones around Houston are coming, but we have a tremendous amount. We have people from Oregon coming. So, I mean, we have a lot of Brooklyn Brewery is coming. So, I mean, there's a lot of different types of beers that you can try. And each brewery is usually bringing at least four varieties of beer, at least.
0: Some of them bring six or seven. Yeah, to give people an opportunity. I think what's one of the interesting things about the craft beer industry as well, and and you mentioned that what Rose said, is that, you know, what's your favorite ice cream? And you'll kind of cater it to that. You know, what I've always found with people when people ask me questions about uh, craft beer, I always say, what type of taste you like yeah and then we'll find a beer for that and that's the beauty of is it's not pigeonholed into Mm -hmm. one thing you know perfect example the three of us sitting at the table here these two gentlemen, both David and Chris, like the really dark bourbon stuff. I'm an IPA guy. We are right. on the opposite ends of the right. spectrum, but we can always find things. Absolutely. you know, that kind of crisscross. That's over the a middle. beautiful
1: thing about beer. You can. It's really what you set your mind to and what you want to drink.
0: Yeah, and that you know, and I think that's what an opportunity, a thing like a Wild West Brew Fest does. Uh, by the way, if you're uh, just joining us on the soon-to-be named podcast, we are here with uh, David and Chris. there, two of the. Uh, Founding gentleman, we'll call it that, of the uh, Wild West Brewfest. Gentleman's Bruce. a stretch. Uh, that is a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, we'll, we'll, we'll go. We'll go nice on the on the yeah. podcast today. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, coming up this uh, weekend on Saturday, and uh, of course the uh, VIP party, the launch party. Launch on, party uh, starts Friday night. Friday, yes, sir. yes sir. Night as seven well. o'clock. Tickets still available for that, tickets correct? are
1: still available you can buy them on our website we have a great live auction items too we have 10 live auction items that'll blow your socks off
0: yeah we've talked about some of those that that's uh, going to be awesome well. they're yeah. going to be really super cool what's the uh, website before we get back into wild the west and here
1: wildwestbrewfest.com perfect. WildWestbrewfest.com. So They're
0: on Twitter, they are yep. on Instagram, Facebook, Facebook, Facebook like well. us
1: on all our social
2: media to keep up with it. There'll be a lot of posts coming out over the next few days. Yeah, if you have a question, fun. want to know about a beer that might be there, yeah. reach Ask out to us. us on those social yeah. media sites, we'll let you know. Yeah. Most likely right. it'll be there. That's Most likely. Yes, we definitely will.
0: All right, so let's get back into the idea of what what the Craft beer in particular in the industry here in Houston, as we said, it's something that has kind of really populated itself over the last eight to 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like overall, with a city this size, it's a huge opportunity for people to be able to get out of a comfort zone. Chris, you mentioned that, and I wanted to kind of touch on that point about that, uh, you know, Katie people generally stay in Ka- the, the, the Katie bubble. The dream, you know, right? right. They stay in the Katie bubble. Uh, the city has the same thing, right. you know, in interloopers generally stay in the loop yeah. right? and they don't know. And that's one of the things, if you're interested, I actually did a, a series of um, specialists on all of the different breweries that were popping up about a year ago. You can get those on click to uh, Just put a uh, craft brew in the search engine. You'll find those. Part of the reason we did that, guys, is because we were finding out people in the city had no idea. Yeah, that there were these great breweries outside the loop, and vice on versa. The, right on the north side, up into Conroe, a yeah. Copperhead, a mm-hmm. you know Magnolia Spindle Tap, Spindle Tap out mm-hmm. on on the East Texas. You know, so I mean these you know City Acre just mm-hmm. north of downtown, yeah. Brash out on the north yeah. side as well. So these great spots, Southern Star, Southern Star, Conroe, you bet. Right, you know B fifty two. I mean we could go right. on and on and, and on, on and on. Could, right, back that could take the rest of the right. podcast. Yeah. yeah, that could take. <laughs> yeah, but you know that's the thing, and so it's it's it's. I think that's an opportunity of what a brew fest does is be able to get people out of their comfort zone to try things they normally wouldn't commit to if they're at a bar or if they're standing at an HEB, for example, staring at all of the beer. (laughs)
1: That's right. And one of the things that's interesting is is that we have, one of the most common questions we have is, I'm not sure if I really like beer. What's there going to be? Well, we can take you from a mead. We can go to a cider. We can go to an IPA such as what you like. Mm-hmm. We can go all the way to a heavy barrel aged beer like what Chris likes. So we can do anything in between. And and, and if you go with an open mind, our plan is, is that to be able to take you from wherever you wanna go and find your comfort zone as you put it. And then once you find that, most likely you'll be able to find that brewer on whatever HEB shelves as an example so then you can go in and buy that beer and try it it's a great place to go try different things you're getting a two and a half ounce sample so it's not like hey pour it out if you don't like it it's no big deal yeah
2: whether you're a a new beer drinker and you want to do something like David said or you're that a aficionado Hardcore. yeah and you yeah, come like, in with a like plan justin is yep. yeah yeah like justin yeah justin's <laughs> gonna come in and we know you're on all the ipas so well, you know you can, where i'm going yeah you have a plan you justin can brings through. a book it looks like a bible chris actually <laughs> have you do. seen that book i i have it's yeah. in his back pocket exactly that's yeah. why he needs a, an alignment right
1: exactly have. <laughs> yeah, he's got a little pencil in his ear, and he's going, "Okay, I'm going to try this, that, and the other." You gotta have quick access. To things uh, you've like got that to. Too, and you have to works. make notes.
0: Yeah, but that's a good point, Chris. You know, it's it's something. It's for every palate, and I think Absolutely. you know. And, and here's another question: is why I get uh, asked a lot when people say, "Well, if I go to these, uh, will I be able to ask questions Absolutely. to the brewers themselves?" Which I, which I think you know, both of you would probably agree to this is crucial to understanding more about what it is that you're drinking there, and you feel a little more connected to it, almost. That's
1: correct, and and, and one of the things on that is, is that since we've been around for seven years now and not a newbie on the block, it was hard to get the brewer or their representative to come, and now they're all coming. As a matter of fact, Clown Shoes is a good example. Clown Shoes rep is coming in for our event. This is just one out of you know hundreds, and they're coming in specific. Firestone, the guy from California, is coming in. So all of these guys are physically coming in for our event and gonna be in the tent with the volunteer and talking about the beer. So if you do have a question, great, 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 uh, great comment. You have the opportunity to talk to these guys. What makes this beer special? Why are you passionate about it? What made you start to brew this beer? Where can I find this beer? That kind of stuff.
0: And if you have, uh, there's another question I wanted to ask too for folks that are interested in homebrewing or getting into homebrewing, what do you have? Do we have, do you have representatives there? We have Cane well?
1: Island, I, Kane Island, ailers correct yes that are going to be there so yes we're going to have a home brew area and then in addition to that we have various zones within the tents uh, that will be able to as an example we have a high octane zone and a high which is sponsored by various brewers that have beer over 7.5 ABV. I'll be hanging out there. Yeah, me too. You and me as <laughs> well. Well, no, we don't have any IPAs there, IPAs there Justin. Uh, you I'll know. suck it up. Okay. Well, we'll have dogfish there maybe. There we go. Anyway, so we'll have that. So you can go try these and then we'll have home brewers from Kane Island that are going to be able to be walking around in each one of these, what we call activation zones that can you can talk to and they'll have their shirts on it'll say cane island on the back mm-hmm. and you can talk to these guys and ask them that stuff but not to mention
0: the brewers are going to be there too chris is a family guy with kids as you mentioned and obviously not a lot of time because you've got three boys and things get a little chaotic uh is this something that the whole family can go to on a saturday or is this more of an adult event because i know that's a question sometimes that's they a have good question so, yeah. so we
2: have the two the two days friday night the launch party that's really an adult event okay um you know, it's, it's best to keep the kids at home, find a babysitter, and enjoy a nice evening out with your significant other and some friends. Uh, Saturday definitely is a family-friendly event. Come on out. Um, I would say leave your pets at home. Please. Um, because we are, again, we're at the Katie Mills parking lot, and it's it's just hot. Um, so we don't want any, any pets to get their, their paws burned, um, but... Bring the kids, you know, where you can have them walk around, and there's lots of things to do to try out. Um, Besides beer, there's also just other vendor booths to go check out and try other things as well.
1: Well, not only that, too, but also there's Katie Mills Mall right there. I was talking to somebody yesterday about this very question, and they went and dropped their kids off at the trampoline store in Katie Mills Mall for a couple hours. They came out, hung out at the brew fest, picked them up, went to a movie. There you go. Yeah.
0: It's a, good, it's a good thing. That's called parental winning, right? Yeah, that's right. Right. Absolutely. That's, that's how you win. Yes, for I, sure. I know all about that. Trust yeah. Me. What are some, uh, uh, again, this is the soon-to-be-named podcast. I'm here with uh, David and Chris. They are uh, fellows with the Wild West Brew Fest, which is happening this weekend out at Katie Mills Mall. Now, you can't miss it, uh, one, because there are going to be large white tents all over the parking lot. Taking over half the parking lot. So if you know where Katie Mills Mall is... You're, you smack right into the uh, into the brew fest there. Those are up. You can see Yeah, them. you can see them now. As a the matter of fact, day.
1: on Facebook feed, I've got them up
0: there now. Outstanding. All right, so uh, what are some new things that we can expect in year seven here? Oh, what, what's, man. Let's give, me, give, it, give us a little, a little sneak as we peek. like to say in the business here, some teasers. Teasers,
1: hmm. well, the, the biggest change that we're doing last year, we had two uh, zones, one of which was no label. And these two zones had um, a band, uh, in the tent, uh, they had tables and chairs, a tap wall, and and just an overall party atmosphere. And those zones, Justin, was they were unbelievable. People hung out, they loved them, they enjoyed them, they just, it was, picture the rodeo cook-off, and then multiply that by, you know, all this beer. But so, you have access, unlike the cook-off. Unlike the cook-off, you, you can can have walk access into these. to these tents, yes. So these tents, what we've done, is that we've duplicated that, so now we have seven zones. So each one of the seven will represent one brewer, and it'll have a different band, and each band will have different genres from the standpoint of singing, and then we'll have DJs in between. When I say one brewer for the tents, we'll have, for instance, No Label will be sponsoring. You mentioned No Label earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, The High Octane will have various beers in them with 7.5. Old Chicago, as an example, we'll have a tap wall and we'll do flights in that one. So there's different themes that you're going to be able to go through the event and kind of see different types of beers and meet different types of brewers.
0: And that's all just part of the admission to the ticket. Yeah. yeah,
1: And speaking of that, it's a one ticket. You get a drink cup, you get a drink ticket. You can buy more
2: drink tickets and a wristband. And all of that is included. You know what else is included, Justin, is uh, we've got some great partners. So in addition, you're also going to receive a free movie ticket from Alamo Draft House. Okay. Every single person that walks in the door. Great place, by the way. Yeah, it it not I mean, that's a pretty good cool Some, uh, right some nice beer. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah, it's a good spot for sure.
2: And the lift ride, too. Yep. you'll have a, We have a, a lift ride coupon card for your first four rides. Um, so we're definitely trying to take care of everyone.
0: And if people are listening to this outside, thinking about coming into Houston, you guys good also point. have great deals on you guys hotels. Have good deals on the hotels yeah. as well, right near. It's a walking the distance. Mills, now,
1: now, now. I always joke. It depends. You're. It's a lot quicker to walk there than back. Of course, this is true. It's like two hundred steps there. and It might be four hundred steps back, depending upon how long you stay. You a know? bit of a zigzag. Yeah, exact, a bit right. of a zigzag. But you know, the, <laughs> be responsible. Up on the top right hand corner of our homepage, you can click there, and it goes right to the hotels. They are filling up but you can get discounted rates and it's a wild west brew fest it's wwbf is the code
0: very good so what where do you see this going in, wow in, where <laughs> do you see this guy go- no see wow. this this is the journalism me questions on the spot here. In, here talk here, man. about a teaser yeah, that's right that is, that is the teaser where do you see this going it, it, it as we're as we're approaching the ten-year anniversary, David. Yeah, where, where do you all not only just as an organization, but yeah. as an overall Rotary club, and what you do with this? Where do you want so this to go? So one
1: thing you have to know about me is I'm a big dreamer. Hmm. So you know, when I dreamed this thing up seven years ago, I didn't ever, you know, I kind of thought we would we would be here. But um, I think where I see this going is a multi-weekend event, similar to ACL. So you know, kind of gearing the business model towards ACL. Is is Austin City City Limits, limits, yeah, 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 sorry. Austin City Limits. Um, Going towards that type of an event where we have a big name star perhaps come in. Uh, Maybe we we expand our horizons among beer. Maybe we do something else in addition to, um, you know, maybe we have a carnival. I don't know. But as far as going forward 10 years as a matter of fact mm-hmm. having something like an austin city limits is what the city wants the city of katie wants us to do mm-hmm. I, I believe and and also i think our patrons are looking for that too they're looking for something other than they love coming out and they love hearing the bands but where do we go to next we've set the bar so high every year and this year by the way is going to be no different they're going to come out and go wow i've been the last four years this is totally awesome we want to continue to set that bar so that's the direction we're going to go
0: as a as a organization that gives back to the community as well, Chris, you said with with Rotary, this is something that not only the community starts to depend on, but something that you feel you guys can help shape the you know or influence shape what happens in the community mm. going forward yes. each year as well.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a real good point. So you know, before Brewfest, um, we've had a, a triathlon that we that we host um, for the last. 25 years or so, and all that money goes to scholarship dollars for graduating seniors in KDISD. And like David said, we didn't have another avenue to actually give back to, uh, you know, a local food bank or, or anything else. So um, he had this idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, every year we're able to give back more, to give back to more charities, more organizations, and their gratitude when we uh, bring them up and, and host them with a big old check, um, or they bring some of their their people. Um, it you know they're in tears which then causes all of us to to get in tears um but yeah i mean every year we're able to touch more organizations um and it's gone like like david said we focus on kids um and it's i don't know if eerie is the right word but it's eerie to see how many kids need help in in katie you know sometimes Mm -hmm. we think we're in this bubble you know there's not homelessness in katie no no no, no, not not here but there is um you know there's there's Kids at, you know, all of our schools, doesn't matter if you're in Cinco or Old Katy or where you are, um, people, people need help, especially after the devastation of Harvey. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's widespread. So, um, you know, this, although it's a fantastic event, it's just an even better venue Uh, to us for us to to raise some money and and give it back
1: one one of the things and I tell a story about one of the original people that we connected with and that's this is what really fueled my passion was that after the first event six years ago now seven really I guess but um, we raised that seventeen thousand that I mentioned earlier and we were kind of looking around and I was kind of looking around to say okay what can we do with this you know how, how can we impact people And at the time, the superintendent of Katie ISD was in our rotary club, and he still is today, although he's not the superintendent anymore. And I got to talking to him, and he said, hey, I want you to meet somebody. So an FFA teacher came from a local school in Katie, and she sat down with me in my office, and we spoke one-on-one, and she said, I need some help for a child. And I said, well, tell me about it, what's going on? She said, well, this child, she at the time was a sophomore in high school. Her father was killed in a car accident. She had three siblings. Her mother was unemployed, and they were literally living out of their suburban. Hmm. And I was like, okay, Chris mentioned homeless. I'm like going, no, that's not true. There's no way anybody could be living out of a suburban in, in, in Katy, Texas, for, for of all places. So I met the girl, met the mom, met the, met the siblings, and all she wanted to do, Justin, was she wanted to be an FFA, and she wanted to raise a goat. And it was three hundred dollars to buy the animal, and about two hundred dollars for the vet bill and for feed and so on and so forth. So we went ahead and sponsored that. It was a five hundred dollar investment, and we shepherded that girl along, and w- I kept in contact with her. and And throughout the years, I, I mean, throughout this year, we as she as she raised this goat, she sent me pictures and wrote me letters, and it was really kind of cool to see this. Well, eventually, what ended up happening was that. that uh, and, and and Katie, unlike Houston as a matter of uh, FFA, they go to the show, the auction. She made the auction. She actually made the auction, which is a feat in itself. There was probably 400 goats entered, and out of four, 400, about 14 of them make the auction. Mm-hmm. She made the auction, we ended up buying her goat, processing it like Chris indicated, we've done this every year, and then donating the meat back to local organizations. The moral of the story is, is that she was destitute, she was living out of her suburban, her father was just killed, she has these siblings, they were very, very um, hard up. And today, we did this every year for her, today she's a, she's a senior, she's fixing to graduate, mm-hmm. she's a senior at A&M, and she's got a mechanical engineering degree, and she did it on a full-ride academic scholarship. And looking back over that, we go, wow, did we change your life? I don't know. But what would have happened if we didn't get involved? Right. And that's what the Brewfest is about. You can multiply that story by thousands of kids, and that's what we do. And that's why we're here today to talk about it. Not because we want you to come out and drink a bunch of beer and go home and all that. It's it's about giving back to the community, and it's about helping others and understanding what their needs are. And we have, thanks to the brewers, we have the vehicle to
2: help that. Yeah, when we buy those animals, it's not just buying an animal. That's a scholarship to a, a project, student. right? It's a project. Um, so that was something, and David didn't mention, but that was just her sophomore year. Yeah. I mean, she made it two out of the next three years to auction, um, and then after that, her brother made it as well, yeah, so we were able we to, to purchase her brother's mm-hmm. animal as well. Um, I mean, there's countless stories. I mean, Stuff the Sleigh is an awesome organization that helps uh, pediatric cancer patients in Mm -hmm. the KD West Houston area. Uh, And we helped fund their iPad program, which for those kids who were stuck in Texas Children's, they couldn't have access to not only their friends, but their family, we were able to give them iPads so that they could FaceTime with their friends and family and they they could seem or feel like a a kid again. Um, So just, you know, there's countless projects. We Mm -hmm. could go on and on. Uh, there's not enough Kleenex here to to right. do that. Um, <laughs> but a lot yeah, of good I mean, stuff. Yeah, there, there really stuff. is. Yeah. And you can
1: find that stuff, by the way, on our webpage, too.
0: Which is great as well. Last thing before we go here, gentlemen uh, volunteers. Oh. Very, very important part of this Absolutely. whole process as well. If people are interested, not necessarily for this year, but in future, uh, brew Fests, how can they get involved being a volunteer with the organization?
1: That's a great question. So we, we need volunteers to help poor, not for this year, but for next year for sure. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can sign up, watch our Facebook feed. We normally open volunteers up in December, the portal up in December, and you can sign up right on our website. Um, and if you want to get involved in a, in a higher level, similar to yourself, Justin, or a lot of the team members that we have that are even not Rotarians. I mean, they right. just... The, the lady I was talking about earlier, you know, they just latch on because hey, we want to help you. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Send us a PM, send us a message on Facebook. Sure. You know, we'll, we'd love to have you on our team.
0: There you go. It's this Friday, Saturday. Yes, the- sir. Wild West Brew Fest out in the great city of Katy, Texas. That's Katy with a Y for those of you that aren't familiar. <laughs> yes, sir. You got to learn that as well. If you say it wrong around here, you're going to get looks. <laughs> That's, right. That's how it works. Chris, David, thank you very thank much you for thank you having guys. us. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it, it. and uh, we'll I will see, see you out you, there. I'll, say I'll see yeah. you guys. Yes, sir, out there as well. Don't forget to uh, new episodes and of course archive episodes of the soon to be named podcast can be found where you find your podcasts. All you got to do is go open up the uh, Google Player, open up your. Uh, ipad store as well the uh, ipad and of course on apple you can download uh, this and all the other good podcasts that we have here at uh, kprc channel Two and of course you can always find all this information at click dot i'm your host justin stapleton i'm here with the fellas they didn't bring any beer but we're all working today so we'll have to wait till we get to friday night as well that's what we've got for your uh, podcast today have a great awesome rest of your day and uh, come out and join us and uh, have some beer cheers See you later cheers,
2: cheers.